Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. Now, if you've been listening to some of the episodes recently, you'll know that the diesel technician shortage comes up quite a bit. If you haven't listened to some of those episodes, let me just recap real quickly. On Indeed.com today, there's over 30,000 open job positions for diesel technicians. Now, each of those job positions may even have more than one position open, right? They need to hire multiple people. And that's just Indeed. So in reality, and by the way, these numbers are getting from Tim Spurlock and American Diesel Training Centers. But at the end of the day, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 90,000 to 100,000 open diesel check diesel technician jobs in the United States today. And when you look at the other side of the equation, there's literally around 6,000 that will be produced through technical colleges and community colleges. So we have this huge gap, and it's been getting worse every, every year since Tim's been following this. And we're always looking for solutions. So if you guys know me, you know I'm a big fan of Tim's. Maybe even saw on LinkedIn where we announced we're going to be doing some of Tim's trainings at some of our locations. Plus, Tim does them all over the place. He's got a good thing going on. Dickinson Fleet's got a great thing going on. Using, he uses Tim's program. They have their own program. There's a lot of things out there, community colleges. And with that, I always like have an eye out for people that kind of have another idea or a way to help this problem because this is a problem that is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So any solutions we can get to help fill this gap it is desperately needed at this time. So with all of that said, I'm gonna bring someone on here that explains what they're doing. So I'd like to bring on Eric with the Diesel Garage Foundation. So Eric, welcome to the podcast, sir. Awesome, thanks for having me. So Diesel Garage Foundation, what what is it? Like, let's just, let's just lay that out there right away for everyone. What What is the purpose of the Diesel Garage Foundation? All right, the purpose of the Diesel Garage Foundation Good thing you asked, and, and thanks for having me on here again today as well. But uh, it, we want to help solve that problem of the diesel shortage of diesel technicians. Uh, we want to give away scholarships for diesel technicians, welders, and machinists, because those three are the top trades that support the diesel industry and what we're trying to do. By doing that, um, we take out some of the risk of people thinking, man, I want to go back to school, but is it going to cost a lot of money? I got to buy tools and this and that. Well, here's a perk. The Diesel Garage Foundation wants to give away those scholarships with the starting set of tools. So that way you can go to school, get through it, and go right to work without having to worry about college tuition or a, a general startup for a tool fund, because we all know the tool trucks aren't cheap <laughs> and, and they come around at least once or twice a week, every single brand of them. Uh, it's great that they have the tools that we need to get the job done, but at the same time, it does come at a cost. So if we can help somebody get started with the scholarship and the first basic set of tools to get out there, they can get out there and start making a, a living for their family and take care of them without the hassle of trying to come up with all this and say, hey, we need to make 50 bucks an hour. Well, a lot of people, there's people out there that have been doing it for 20, 30 years, don't make 50 bucks an hour. So how do you alleviate that? You try to get them the tools and the education they need to get a good start in a position to take care of their family and, and start out on a positive note rather than in the hole. So you mentioned three professions there, machinists, welders, diesel technicians. Correct. Why? I mean, all three of those are, are highly desirable skill trades right now. Like if you, if you do one of those, if your job title is one of those, you can pretty much get a job anywhere in the United States. Why, why do you think, I'm, I'm always curious, you know, what's the underlying cause in your opinion? Why do you think we don't have more people going to these jobs because they pay pretty good money once you're in them. 
Well, they do, but uh, you look at the education system. I'm going to just touch on that for a minute. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but the public school system teaches you to go to college, get a get a good job, and you know save your money, do good, and here and there. A lot of people don't talk about the trade schools. Trade schools are what keeps America going with what we're doing. Uh, you look at trade school for say even a, a truck driver which they're having a big problem with some of that stuff right now. There, there really isn't a shortage. It's a matter of trying to get all the stuff done. But they, a lot of people don't teach that. As a trade school, you can make a lot of money. You can take care of your family and have a good living. And with everything that's gone over on in the past two years in America and around the world, what are the three jobs? Those are the three of the jobs that haven't slowed down. There are still people making their money. They're still being able to provide their, for their family, and they get to have a good career doing it. Yeah, it, it's really unfortunate we got here, and I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I mean, I know when I was when I was a kid, right? So, and I'm, you know, I'm really this way with my kids. I'm like, you're going to go to college. You're going to go to college. You're going to go to college. <laughs> and yeah. you know, really, a lot of people go to college and they they go get a degree and then they never use their degree and they just wasted four years yeah. and a hundred thousand dollars plus getting a degree or they go in and they spend a couple years and they realize college isn't for them and now they have no degree and they're out a couple hundred thousand dollars right. um you know it, it's it's really unfortunate that 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 happens and i think it's gonna take a long time to shift that curve back towards trades and these other skill sets that people really need and yeah. there, there's sometimes I almost wish it was almost kind of like Canada where there's actually like an apprentice program for diesel tax and a path. We don't right. quite have that in the States. I don't know if that would help or hurt, to be honest. But it, it, it's a problem. I think it's going get, to get worse before it gets better. Uh, but let's go back to you for a minute. So, you know, you're, you know, you're, you obviously started a foundation. You want to help people go to school. You want to help solve this problem. Where, where is that coming from? Do you, have a, do you have a history there? Do you like where, where did that come from? Like, hey, I want to go help and do these things. Well, I, I, from an early age, I've always liked to help people. I've always liked to work. I've always liked to help people that, that could do something. Uh, I spent 17 years in the, on the oil rigs as a roughneck to mechanic. And I saw the troubles all the time working with the diesel engines around the, around the drilling rigs and things like that. And I'm like, man, it's going to beat my body up. So I want to do something to promote the diesel industry rather than just work in it, you know, and do it that way. And I've always had a passion for diesels and, and a lot of people, at car shows here in Vegas and uh, wherever I'm at, they, they see me like, hmm, I'm looking at this car, like, what if we could diesel swap that? And they're like, no, 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 you don't diesel swap a 1957 Chevy Bel Air. <laughs> Somebody has, it looks cool, but I was like, okay, well, I guess we won't diesel swap that one. But uh, I, just the diesel engine itself has, has always been fascinating to me um, for input versus output, put the fuel in there, the output it has compared to the gas engine or anything else is is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it, it's a workhorse. It gets everything done. If we didn't have diesel engines for the semis, me and you really wouldn't be talking right now because these cameras and everything else and these computers we're working with wouldn't even be available to us because they were they were delivered somehow, some way to the stores and to the consumers, food, groceries, and everything else by the diesel engine. So I just got to, I love the diesel industry. And I, I've got a lot of friends that are always, hey, where do I go to get my truck fixed? I'm like, uh, good question. Can't find no mechanics at a bunch of shops. I got friends that own shops and they can't find mechanics. They can't find technicians to come work for them. I'm like, man, we need to figure this out. What, what do we do? So it's like, okay, let's get some people trained up through school. No, they may not know exactly what your business specifically is. But guess what? They've got the basics. You can train them and mold them 
into your company the way, the way you want to do stuff. So it's like, it's a win-win for everybody. And at the end of the day, I get to help those people help their families. So I don't know. I just, I just like helping people. So to me, I just, I just want to get everybody into the diesel industry if I could. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot like us at diesel laptops. Hey, we just want to help people fix trucks quicker. Right. And I, I, I get where, right. so I get where you're coming from on that side of it. It's, it's more of a mission driven thing than it is, than it is anything else. And by the way, right. I, think you're, I think you're probably making, so Shauna, for people who don't know, Shauna's kind of the one behind the camera, behind the scenes here that do these podcasts. And she's very much into the, into the cars that you're talking about. So I'm, I'm sure she's going to be trying to ask you questions about this afterwards. Um, but you know, you also have some other businesses you do inside the diesel world as well. Um, so you're yeah. not just new to diesel. This is part of what you no. do day in and day out. Can you just tell us a little bit about those other businesses that you have and your involvement in the diesel industry? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, well, diesel garage gear, we sell apparel and shirts and have our own clothing line and stuff like that to help promote the diesel industry. Um, $5 of which of every sale gets donated to the Diesel Garage uh, Scholarship Foundation uh, for that fund as well. Um, and then I also, I've been doing Diesel Garage Media. I started that back in 2012, 2013. And I got out to events and started doing pictures and videos and uh, diesel event coverage from uh, like the NHRDA, National Hot Rod Diesel Association, when they were around, um, Randy and those guys were really, really nice to let me come out and do pictures and help uh, promote the, the sport, uh, along with um, diesel motorsports. And I, I work with uh, people from Alaska at 907 Diesel to promote their event up there, the, the annual Prow for Power uh, down in Texas, uh, Las Vegas, anywhere in the nation that you, you guys say, hey, we want to promote this event. They call me up and say, hey, we want to hire you to help us uh, cover the event, get sponsors, and uh, uh, grow the event. Um, that's that's what I like to do because that the more I can get that diesel industry stuff out there of what it is that, that goes on in there, the more we can get the eyeballs on the diesel industry, which will help the Diesel Garage Foundation with a scholarship program. So anything diesel-related, I wake up breathing diesel and go to sleep breathing diesel. So it's just, it's just part of who I am. Well, as a side conversation, I got to imagine a lot of those events kind of stopped when COVID happened. Have they kind of picked back up again and back to normal routine? Or are they still kind of not happening quite as much? Well, they, it's funny you ask that because a lot of people ask me that as well. And they say, well, what's going on? Um, out West, a lot of people know in the Western U.S., it, it kind of slowed down a little bit here and there for some of the events. There's still some sporadic ones here and there, which is really good to see them still going. But back East, there's, there's always a lot of them. Um, they did slow down in 2020 with the with what was going on last year and everything. And then uh, this year they picked back up and like, hey, you know what? We're good. We're going to start doing this stuff. We're just going to be safe about it, and we want to be careful. So a lot of stuff is really open back up this year. So uh, I've had my hands full with a lot of stuff um, with promotions for a couple of different events, and then starting the Diesel Garage Foundation. Um, as you know, starting something from scratch uh, really takes a lot of time to. to get everything done and, and uh, dot the I's and cross the T's. But uh, the Diesel Garage Foundation is up and running. We're good. We're uh, uh, got the IRS uh, confirmation letter and now we're hitting the ground running wanting to help people out. So uh, it, it's really good to see the diesel industry start to come back with everything and to be able to do those things. And then SEMA's around the corner and there's uh, a lot more diesel show trucks uh, going to be out there. So looking to see, see what happens this year at SEMA. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not actually gonna make it to SEMA. Usually, I've gone out there previously. This is the one time I'm kind of like, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on this year. We had a lot of other shows going on in the company, and 
obviously there's holidays and whatnot coming up too and family visits for right. me. Uh, so right. the, the other question that I, you know, I really had was, what does it actually cost to go to these trade schools nowadays? I mean, you mentioned the three that you're kind of helping machinists, diesel techs and, and welders. I mean, what, what does schooling like now for those, those professions? Are these, these are two-year programs I'm assuming, or what do they cost a year? Can you give a little color on that? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, there's programs out there for the diesel industry and for welding and machinists. There are year to two year programs. Um, it all depends on what you want to do. There, there's programs that are uh, starting out. Uh, you can get into a one year program for a diesel tech, for example, um, uh, for right around five to $7,000. If we, if we go with the tools, which we like to work with uh, Maco, uh, great tools. I've worked with them. I've always, I got suckered in uh, at the tool truck when when I was working on uh, engines and, and stuff like that in the diesel industry as well. See the tool truck come up and say, "Oh, hey, I need something out of there." But it's like, man, stay stay out of there. But <laughs> no, you got you got to go in there and get get something because you got to have the tools to do your job. <clears throat> so um, with tools, uh, you can get started uh, right around seventy five hundred roughly um, with tools and with tuition. So that's what we really want to try to get out there with people. It's not too expensive, but it's not. It's not super cheap either, but it gives you a good education to get a good start in the industry. And welding is about the same thing. There's a lot of one-year welding programs that you can get uh, certified with. There's uh, quick accelerated programs. Uh, there's a school in Alaska that uh, Northern Industrial Training. Uh, they got a 16-week structural program. Um, and there, some of those programs anywhere from 10,000 all the way up to, uh, you know, 25,000, depending on the certifications you want to get and everything like that. And uh, it just depends on what you want to do. The, the, the one-year program, a lot of people like that because you can get through that and get to work right away without having to have that responsibility of school, but you have the basic training to get out there and get started and, and start making money. Um, so that's good there too as well. But uh, uh, they're all good, all good schools. So how do you decide who gets the scholarships, right? And, and how much? Like how does that process work on, on the back end? Well, there's a million dollar question. I was kind of waiting for that one. <laughs> I get asked that a lot of times. How do you how do you do that? Well, it's a case by case uh, situation. We want to talk to the person that that applies uh, to the foundation, which you can apply at uh, dieselgaragefoundation.org. Um, you can check out stuff on there. Let us know you're interested in a scholarship from there. Um, basically, we really want to see the passion that you want to have to change your life. If it's if it's uh, if you're over 20 or 25. Like man, I just need a new career that's that's not going to get me laid off all the time with all this stuff going on. I want something that's not going to lay me off. Well, we look at uh, a lot of things is based on financial income as well, um, because if you're making a hundred thousand a year and you just want to change jobs, you know, five ten thousand dollars really, you know, you really don't need it. Not to try to be rude to anybody because we want to help everybody, but what if somebody is working down at the, a lumber yard, you know, not making that much? And they say, man, I just want to change change jobs and, and look at that. So we look at the financial situation to see, and then we look at their passion. Uh, you know, I, I want to sit down with them face-to-face -face or a Zoom meeting. I want to see their passion that they have and see if they have, if they're really interested in it and say, man, I, I really got to do this. This is great. Somebody coming out of high school and young kids are like, man, I don't want to go to college, but I really want to work on diesel. I love doing this stuff. Hey, man, our program is perfect for you. We can help you out. Send in the application, let's get started and, and let's figure it out what, how we can help you get into school and, and go after your passion. So that would be, that. I, that's pretty much, I think, what we've talked about with the board of directors and the best way to do that. So that way we can make sure 
everybody gets a chance to help everybody that we can in that situation. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I know there's a lot of people, and that's a great thing about skill trades versus, um, like I said, lumber yard, work in retail, work in, in a restaurant. Like the career path isn't very clear and quick and, and defined, right? To go from a lumber uh, yard to making uh, 80 grand a year. Like that's a, that's a long, right. that's a long path that very few people make it through. Uh, even on the retail and the the food, you know, it's hard to go from a hostess oh, to yeah. making 80 grand a year, right? But that's what's, oh, that's what's great about the, the professions you're mentioning is, look, go do this, go do this program, get some skills, get some experience, and yeah. you can get up to that wage pretty quickly if you go there and try, you know, you need the intangibles, right? You need to show yeah. up on time, have a good attitude, be a sponge, learn everything. And right. I get, I'm guessing those are part of the things of your process as well, is you want people that are actually going to make it through and actually go use it and not just find out like, oh, never mind. I don't, I don't want to be a welder. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. I used all your money up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really does boil down to that. You know, do they have the drive? Are they going to, are they going to commit, are they committed to it? You know, look at different things that they're, that they're doing, you know, what, what big events have you done in life too? Um, what, what was one of your goals that you set? You know, we'll ask them, hey, what's the goal that you set? Okay, did you reach that goal? How determined and motivated were you to get to that point? Because that's going to tell us a lot about their passion, if they're going to finish the program or not. Um, like you said, there's all kinds of opportunities at the beginning of the, the podcast here. Thousands of possibilities. And that's just in just on Indeed for the diesel technician. What about all the welders and machinists and everything that's going on right now? They haven't been laid off in the past two years. They're busier than ever because everybody's at home. Now they're they're trying to get their vehicles fixed. They're trying to go get something done. The shops are, are totally overloaded, but they can't find enough help. Yeah. So you're gonna have job security. If you wanna work and you're gonna apply yourself with that, the, that schooling that you have and that knowledge you, you learn and the tools that you bring if you apply yourself, you're going to be at that $80,000 range. Like you were saying, you'll be up there. You'll be making good money to take care of your family. Yeah, it, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I think what I grew up with, you know, my kind of my, my parents' generation was essentially, hey, you want to make good money, you need to go to a four-year school, and that's how you that's how you have a good, successful, long, stable career, and you make money. And I look at it now, and I'm like, man, you know, yeah. you can go do a trade, you can go, you could like software developers, go be a, go through a six month program, learn how to software code and you'll be making 60, 70, 80 grand in a heartbeat. And there's a lot of yeah. professions like that. Project managers go get, you don't need a four year yeah. degree. You need a one or two year degree and some certifications and you're, right. you're golden. So yeah. I, I, I think that's been the big change that I think a lot of people are still trying to wrap their heads around. And I, 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 I have this underlying suspicion. This is just pure Tyler theory here. But I think COVID, when COVID happened, a lot of people didn't go to college because they didn't want, either colleges weren't accepting or classes were virtual. College right. enrollment's just down this year across the board. Well, uh, but I, I think a lot of those people are figuring out, wait a second, I don't, I don't have to go for four years. I can go do this other thing and make good money, um, which, you know, I, I think when I look at our what's needed in our, our workforce, I think it's definitely needed. So I'm, I'm excited to see the kind of the pivot and change that I starting to see a little bit of. We'll see if it continues to grab hold here as we get further and further away from COVID and, and all those things happening. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I, I guess I'd say this too, is, you know, obviously you're on the podcast 
and I can tell the listeners, hey, we, you know, Diesel Laptops wants to work with your foundation. And I think we kind of had this master plan and you had an idea and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. And then, yeah. you know, you're in Nevada, which is, you know, a heavily gaming restricted area state. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we were, we were going to do some sweepstake raffle stuff and some tool donations. And, um, I, I know you're kind of working through it, but it, it just, it's gotta oh, yeah. be all those things. What it's just, it must be, I, you know, I've never ran a, a, a non-charitable organization before, so I can imagine it's a whole different set of rules trying to put stuff together. That makes two together. of us. I just yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it is a lot of it is a lot of work, uh, but it, it's worth it at the end. I, I see the, at the end picture, um, just being able to help people, and like you said, build that back up, and to see people understand that you you don't necessarily always need a four-year degree. You can go get a, a technical a trade school degree. Um, like micro works. I love his program. It's great. It works good for a lot of different trades. He does a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of people that are needed in all the trades. I just happen to pick the diesel diesel industry because that's what I've been around and that's what I have a passion for. And I see a need for technicians. So what's the solution? Well, nobody else out there is doing what I'm doing for the diesel industry, giving back. Well, so if I can give back, Let's do this. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm, I never have been. I've never, never said I'm better than anybody else, but I do like to help people. So I love that. So if I can help somebody in that day and they're able to change their lives and their future or their family, how awesome is that to be able to help somebody? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And you're not only helping them, but you're helping their future. Maybe their kids, kids, you know, like it, it's a <laughs> right? it's, it's a family tree thing that you can really, really pivot and change, which is a which is a powerful thing. That's why yeah. that's really what I enjoy about conversations like this and, and other companies right. you work with. They're they're not only putting solutions forward to to solve a problem, but it, it betters people at the end of the day as well, which is which is a great thing going on. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure you're always looking for sponsors. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Always, so what what are you looking, looking for, for for donations? We're completely uh, run on donations. So and you can donate online at the dieselgaragefoundation.org uh, or give us a call. Uh, check out the website. You know, find our phone number on there. And say, hey, how do I get involved? I'll be more than happy to help you out and let you know and, and be thankful that we can help uh, somebody else in there. So it's always it's always great to have good sponsors and to be able to work with you guys over at Diesel Laptops. We are going to figure out how to do that, do that uh, uh, raffle. We're working on it. We, we jumped through some hoops uh, for the legal system, what we have to do. Uh, there's a few more to go, but we're going to get there. First time with everything, so uh, the learning curve is there. Once we get it down, we'll be able to streamline a lot faster and be able to help a lot of people. But we're really just – we're happy to work with you guys because you guys do the same thing and, and what you guys are doing with your teaching, trying to get technicians to uh, teach them – how to fix things and diag things better for their customers so they can have less downtime um, in those semis or agricultural things. Um, that's the name of the game. The more, the more uptime that they have, that the customer has with their vehicle, the more money they can make and the more they can help their family. But if they're on downtime, um, just because somebody didn't know anything, um, that's pretty rough. So what you guys have teaching everybody to do that, to streamline it, is awesome. So it, it makes sense for, for me to reach out to you guys and say, hey, how can we help you guys? How can we help each other in the diesel industry? And how can we help all these technician positions? How can we help these guys even more? So I, I think it's a great opportunity and I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, we want to be a part of the, we want to be part of the solution, right? Whether it's 
helping create more technicians, software solutions, hardware solutions. I just feel it's Diesel Laptop's job, and it's part of our mission to help tr get trucks fixed efficiently. And you got to have humans to do that part of it. <laughs> we come up with all the yeah. technology in the world, but someone someone needs to screw that part on and off the truck or bolt it on at the end of the day. So we yeah. we completely get get where everything's coming from, and I'm I'm sure it's going to work out. Um, yeah. So, but I will say this: any any corporate sponsors that are listening to this, check out the foundation. Uh, definitely get a hold of Eric. I, I think it's a great thing to be a part of. I think you can really create a positive impact in communities and people's lives and businesses, and, and all these things can stem from this. And I know, like anything else, it's a startup, and I, I get it. It's gonna take a it's gonna take a minute to get everything figured out and get going. You're doing a great job. You're getting out there, which is which is the perfect thing to do. Uh, so, wow. you know, with all that said, if people want to reach out to you directly or the, what, throw out the website again, what's, what's the contact information? Uh, you can get a hold of us, uh, on, on our website at dieselgaragefoundation.org. Um, we are setting up social media. We do have an Instagram page. Uh, we do have to get a, a Facebook page, I guess, for some of the stuff we want to do as well. Um, or, uh, give us a call at the office here in Las Vegas, 702 uh, 589-4813. And just ask for Eric, and I'll be more than happy to uh, help you, assist you as much as I can uh, to get you the best information uh, possible and see if we can't help you guys out. Or, or if you're a don donor that wants to say, hey, man, um, we can't get our diesels worked on all the time. We want to donate because we want to get these positions filled so we can get our truck fixed if we're on the road or something. We need more technicians. You want to do that? Great. We love that. We're, we're always welcoming that, and we appreciate it. Um, any donations that you guys make are, are well uh, appreciate it. And we also make sure we put you guys up on our donor wall uh, to give you guys uh, a shout out, so to speak, if you will, uh, for helping us out to help other people out because we're run completely on donations. So it's not federally funded. It's not, you know, it, it's been funded out of my back pocket for a while. So, <laughs> but that's what, that's with any startup. You got to do that and, and dig in the pocket. It costs money to make money. Uh, we're not here to make money. We're here to help change lives. And, and that's the best uh, best feeling I don't know about you, Tyler, but when you help somebody and you can get stuff, something done and you you get them through your class, you know that they're going out there to do better. That That's such a gratifying feeling that you've been able to help somebody. And that's, that's what I like to do. I just like, hey, let me help more people. That way I can have more passion than I already have now because then I'm helping more people. It's like, okay, let's do this. It's great. Well, I totally agree, Eric. It's the same way, too, when we get positive feedback from a customer. I actually just had a customer uh, earlier this week just email me saying, hey, one of your employees is great. He helped me out right away. I got this truck out of the shop. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Appreciate everything you do at Diesel Laptops. And I'm like, that that's the kind of stuff we love to hear because we know that means we're having a positive impact on the company, on people's lives, on their businesses. And like you said, if anything you're touching, eating, drinking, doing whatever with, it came on a truck. <laughs> so diesel's a big part it of is. our world everywhere. So one last question for you, because I get asked this question all the time. Actually, I had a representative from the state of South Carolina here yesterday. We're halfway through a tour. And he goes, Tyler, you're called diesel laptops. Electric trucks are coming. What are you going to do? do? Do you get asked the question at all about electric electric coming now? Since you have the <laughs> diesel in your name everywhere? Uh, I get asked a lot of that. Um, all I got to say is diesels aren't going anywhere. <laughs> Um, you look at, uh, you, you've seen them on TV, you've seen them on, on some of the, on the highlights on the five o'clock news. Um, my favorite one is, is, is in Colorado. Um, I saw a picture on social media. There was an electric truck, it was a Tesla truck, and it was on a trailer behind a diesel powered semi. 
because the batteries froze up and couldn't handle the cold. As, as much battery power as they've had, they can't handle the cold. And you look at it from when Rudolph Diesel made the first, invented the diesel uh, engine, uh, you know, way back. Okay, what has been the workhorse ever since then through all the different changes in the world wars that we've had, all the world events coming up, all the technological advancements? What is one thing in the automotive industry that has maintained a constant that we rely on every day? Not only for semis, drilling rigs, have all been diesel powered. Um, anything that you have, plastic, any type of uh, uh, food product or even uh, uh, personal care product, all have a petroleum, they're petroleum based. So they are made by some form of oil that's been drilled out of the ground and the semis deliver everything with diesel power. The electric vehicle, I don't see it being a long-term viable deal. Um, in the cold, the diesel still gets stuff done. The electric can't, can't do that. And it's proven even in a, in a diesel powered semi, if you don't take care of the batteries, the batteries freeze up, which really, you know, sucks. I've had that happen. And, and that's not very fun on a, on a drilling rig up in a Prudhoe Bay, Alaska when it's 75 below zero, <laughs> not a good thing, um, but it happens. So you just take care of make sure that the batteries are maintained for a charge but the diesel, the diesel engine itself is going to do the work and, and it's not going nowhere. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but, and a lot of people don't like it, but uh, it's, it's my opinion and it's what's proven throughout the past hundred years that diesel, the diesel industry really isn't going anywhere. So we need to just accept that and say, Hey, look, they're going to be here. Yeah. So let's get behind it. it. So me and you, that's our business to try to help people to do better in that business. So it works out both ways. We get to help help people out. Well, Eric, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. It's going to be a hot minute before diesel really has an impact on anything really going on in the commercial truck space. And the fact is diesel engines are also in a lot of Ford Chevy Dodge trucks, and they're in a yeah. lot of off-highway equipment. So it's it's going to oh, be yeah. around for a long time. Diesel's not, not the billowing black smoke thing people think of from the 70s and 80s. No. It's a lot different thing today. So, uh, but with all that said, man, I just want to say, hey, thank you for coming on the show and spending a little time with us. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on here and, and uh, letting people know. And uh, we really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to work with you guys and look forward to it. We're going to get through all this stuff and make sure we do this. But if, if ever for all you listeners that are out there, you're definitely going to want to pay attention and stay tuned for more of what's going on between the Diesel Garage Foundation and Diesel Laptops because there's a lot more coming. And it's going to be great. So you definitely want to be part of it and, and just stay tuned because it's going to be fun. It, <laughs> I don't it, know. I can't even contain my enthusiasm. <laughs> it is going to be fun, man. We're just glad to be along for the ride. And again, for everyone listening, if you want to be involved, you can go to the Diesel Garage Foundation website. They have plenty of information on there. I can tell you, Eric's super easy to guy to get a hold of. I'm not going to throw his mobile <laughs> number on the on the Eric. I'm sure he'll get all kinds of weird messages all of a sudden. <laughs> but thank I'll you just for coming to your. I'll just forward <laughs> him to your phone. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> wife does that already. I don't need any more. <laughs> all okay. right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna call it a wrap. And remember, folks, it's not diagnostics; it's diagnostics done right. And to do diagnostics, you need diesel technicians. So let's all do our part to help bring more to the market. Thank you exactly. for watching and listening.